How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Welcome to the Latin Connection, Billboard's weekly podcast on all things Latin music. I'm Griselda Flores in Los Angeles, and I want to start off by apologizing for missing each other last week, but Leila Cobo and I were actually both out of the country. And she's not with us this week either because she's feeling a bit under the weather. So we're definitely sending positive vibes your way, Leila. Hopefully you feel better and we miss you out here. <laughs> But I'm very excited to be back on such an important and busy week for Latin music. Because as you may know, or you may have heard, um, the Latin Grammys announced their nominees for this year. And leading the way with four nominations is... Colombian star Fonseca, who's nominated not only for one album, but actually two. Conexión is up for Album of the Year, and Homenaje is up for Best Cumbia Vallenato Album. But also with four nominations is Mexican duo Jesse and Joy. With three nominations are artists like Pablo Alborán, Colombian newcomer Manuel Medrano, and Argentine singer and songwriter Diego Torres. Of course, you have Enrique Iglesias, who's nominated for... His song Duele el Corazón featuring Wisin. Carlos Vives and Shakira are also nominated for La Bicicleta. So La Bicicleta and Duele el Corazón are up for both record and song of the year. And another category that's really interesting and probably one of my favorite categories is the best new artist category. It's such a diverse, um, it's so diverse this year because you have, you know, artists that are alternative, You have your pop singers. And then there's Josu Abela, who's representing the Mexican regional music genre. He's really talented. He's only 25 years old, and he's had such an amazing year. Actually, in May, he became the youngest ever songwriter to win at the ASCAP Latin Music Awards. His music is also charted on Billboard's charts, like the regional Mexican Airplay chart and top Latin albums. Um... He's also charted on that that list. And he's not only um, up for Best New Artist, his album is up for Best Norteño Album, and he's competing against music veterans like Intocable and Los Tigres del Norte. So that'll be interesting. Um, but yeah, the nominations were announced earlier this week. And then the last, uh, the final voting, round of voting actually closes October 13th, and then the Latin Grammys will air live on Univision November 17th. So we still are, we're still like two months away, but we're already very excited. And these categories are amazing. So 
you know, stay. If you haven't seen the complete l- a list of nominations for this year, for the 17th edition of the Latin Grammys, visit Billboard.com. We have the complete list there and everything you need to know about these best new artist nominees. Um, yeah, so that's that's a little bit of the Latin Grammy nominations, and then also this week we had two very cool premieres. <laughs> Let's start off with the one that you know caught us off all caught us all off guard. Vicente Fernandez, the Mexican icon of ranchera music. He actually premiered a new corrido and it's a very original and unique corrido which he uses to endorse Democratic nominee Hillary Clinton. Why don't we listen to it for a bit and then I'll give you a little bit of a background of the video. So let's listen to El Corrido de Hillary Clinton. <laughs> so Vicente Fernandez joins you know, a long list of Latino celebrities who are endorsing uh, Hillary Clinton. And he did it in his own way, in a very musical way, with a very personal corrido. Um, he says, you know, dear brothers, your voice is your vote. Together we can, you know, explaining to the Latino community why it's so important to vote in the upcoming November elections. So if you haven't seen the video, uh, because there's actually a video attached to the song, you can log into billboard.com. Um, we have that video up. It's really interesting and very cool. Uh, check it out. It, I definitely recommend it. <laughs> And then another premiere that happened this week is Ricky Martin and Maluma's uh, collab, Vente Paca. It's such a fun song, very upbeat. There's a reggaeton rhythm to it. And they, the video which premiered along with the track has us feeling like it's summer all over again. You know, these two Latin superstars are partying it up in a hotel in Miami, actually the SLS Hotel in Miami Beach. Um, they're just having a blast in the music video, which was directed by Jesse Terrero. The track, uh, Vente Paca, was actually originally titled Some Kind of Dream, and it was written in Scandinavia. But for the Spanish language track, Mau y Ricky Montaner, which are the, who are the sons of Ricardo Montaner, penned the Spanish lyrics, of course, Ricky Martin contributed contributed in the writing. Um, so yeah, so Maui Ricky made the uh, Spanish version. They're two talented um, songwriters. They're actually getting ready to premiere their own album, but they've written for other artists like Miguel Bosé, Yuridia, Thalia, and for their own dad, Ricardo Montaner, who's, you know, a icon in the Latin music industry. And it's perfect that we tie in uh, with this Ricky Martin and Maluma big premiere of Vente Paca with our interview of the week, which are Maui Ricky. They visited our LA offices um, where they talk about their new album, what inspires them to write these beautiful uh, romantic lyrics and these ballads that um, I was curious to find out what inspires them to write these tracks so hopefully you enjoy the the interview of the week with Maui Ricky they're always such a pleasure to speak with they're so fun and they're so humble and they're so 
you know, just great, great guys and very talented. So without further ado, here's my interview with Maui Riki. Um, hope you enjoy it and come back next week for another episode of the Latin Connection podcast. Uh, I'm Griselda Flores and I leave you with Maui y Ricky. Okay, so we're here with two of my favorite songwriters, Mao <laughs> y Ricky, who have written songs for Thalia, Yuridia, Leslie Grace, the latest Aire with Maluma. Mm-hmm. Um, so and Ricky Martin's new single that, yeah. Yeah, Vente Paca. Vente Paca, yeah. yeah. So you guys have done so much. And yes, you guys are the sons of music legend Ricardo Montaner. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> How are you guys doing? We're amazing. Very happy to be here. Um, it's, it's, it's funny cause usually we don't do, I'm, I'm used to doing promo outside of the U S you know, I'm used to doing promo like in Mexico or in Latin America. And, and it's very cool slash weird to be in LA and wake up, drive to an interview, you know, that type <laughs> of stuff. It's, I think you it's drive awesome. You here in LA everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's awesome. We, we are very, very happy. Because usually to be you here. have like a lobby call, you know, and you go downstairs and they'll pick you up. And then this is like, all right, we have to be at the place at 11. All right, do you have the address? Yeah, all right, let's get in the car. <laughs> you know, no, try, and, it's, you know. and it's funny because the truth is, normally I kind of have my times a little like set, like, okay, I'll shower at this time and go down for breakfast because I kind of take into consideration the fact that I can go to the lobby or to the breakfast place uh-huh. in the hotel. Here, I had to make my own breakfast, and I was like, <laughs> I, I woke up extra early to make sure that I had time, because I knew that it would be a lot yeah, different. Yeah, it's the struggle. And it, yeah, <laughs> it, it was... It was a struggle. It really was. I we're gonna we're gonna spend the entire podcast and interview talking about <laughs> the our, struggle. The, the struggle, struggle is of real. Doing promo in your home city. Cooking bread. Oh my goodness. No, tell us what's the status on your new album, um, Arte. It's titled Arte. Yes. Uh, the new single is Voy Te Quemo, which mm-hmm. is amazing. If you guys haven't heard uh, it, please listen so to it. Much. It's the best. What, hey, like a summer you, song. You're so, you're so nice. Um, Arte is is well, it's our album. It's it's done pretty much so we're just now kind of talking about the creatives of our next single which is called Parolviarte that's a ballad and we're going to be releasing a video um, and a song every say month or every three weeks before the album release so that way when the album comes out we have already have five songs out six songs out or something like that with videos with videos and stuff so like each that. single will have a video <coughs> along each, with yeah. each yes okay and and songs that aren't even singles that are just in the album that we're just gonna release before are gonna have videos as well why is that just kind of, of we wanna put a visual to element the, to element to these songs we feel like it's such a visual album so we wanna try mm-hmm. to also kind of um well our whole the whole concept of the album it's called art you know so we kind of want to try to have a bunch of different forms of art inside the album that's visually with with videos or with pictures or with or dance dance you know some of the videos are gonna have people dancing or people painting or people whatever you know and um art is really not a lot of times you know they've asked us in interviews when they find out that our album name is titled arte they're like isn't that a little pretentious you know Mm -hmm. you're like oh naming your own you know and we're like well first it's also because a song in the album is titled that and we thought the name was pretty cool but also art is just kind of expression you know 
if I think something is art, doesn't mean that you'll think it's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, you, you might not it's hang your it own in take your, on it. Yeah, yeah, you not you might not hang it in your living room, but I might have it all over mm-hmm. my place because I love it. You know yeah. what I mean? So art is just expression, and in this album, that's kind of what we did. We we didn't have any any limitations as far as like or rules. Uh, or genres that that just kind of have you in this box. If you're like, all right, I, I'm a ballad singer, so you only do ballads. And if you're in the studio and all of a sudden an up tempo comes up, you're like, all right, um, what do I do with this? Because I'm not supposed to be doing this, you know. If you when if you, you have no genres to, that that really have you in that box, you have the liberty of doing just pretty much anything that mm, comes out okay. of your heart, you yeah. know. And in this case, that's kind of what we did. We just wrote songs that that we wanted to write without thinking about anything or anyone you know mm-hmm. um and why why was boy the first single that you guys chose it, it you know it was actually one of the last songs we wrote for the album it, it also um almost didn't make the album mm. and we kind of fought for it at the end we we had i think it was a total of of 13 songs and we 13 or 12 now that I'm thinking and we really also there's there's a track in the album which is the last one that we call El Viaje mm-hmm. you know and it's basically kind of like this instrumental um, trip of um, pieces of each song in the album you know made into this big um, symphonic symphonic kind of you know piece. like kind of orchestrated track you know it's, it's pretty cool and so we had the option of keeping that or or maybe there was another song that didn't make the album that that we chose. It was either Boy Kim or that other song, and we said, you know what? No, we we we, really we asked our label because our label had we we submitted twelve songs, mm-hmm. and they're like, all right, we're gonna make the album of ten songs plus this instrumental. Which okay, make it eleven, and then they're like, all right, and they had left Boy Kim out, and we're like. <gasps> Dude, you know we need that other up tempo to you for for live. Purposes, it's very catchy, you know? yeah. And then all of a sudden they're like, "All right, fine, we'll leave it." And then when they were choosing the single, they chose Voikemo. Yeah, and we were like, <laughs> "Actually, we really <laughs> like this, and we want this to be the yeah. first single." And we we're like, "Okay, we yeah. love it." You yeah. know what I mean? So oh it went God. from almost not, not even making making it. the album to everyone unanimously saying, "Oh, this should be the first single." That's so crazy. Can we yeah. listen to it? Yes. yes. Cuidado, no miran de absorbito de a poquito el cariñito. Esta cita era pa' comer, candadito, niña linda para no joder. Tranquila, tranquila, el cuchillo y lo mantienen, no vigilan, trigueña bonita. Y vas llevando mi conquista a tu rincón. Creando tu cintura conmigo, seduciéndome hasta el ruedo del pantalón. La cuenta que no pago, fuerza y freno, voy que quemo. Ven apague el fuego, fuerza y freno, voy que quemo. Ven apague el fuego, fuerza y freno, voy que quemo. Ven apague el fuego, fuerza y freno, voy que quemo. Ven apague el fuego. Dale muerde el anzuelo, pa' morderte en el suelo, amor. Bonita, pa' bonita, ya. Bonita. Eh. 
love it, love it. Hi, right, thank um, you. When, so you guys have been writing songs for just superstars like we mentioned before. When was the, that moment that you guys were like, you know what, let's do our own thing. Let's do it for us this time. You know, we, we had been, before before this album, we, we consider Arte our first album, despite the fact that we had a previous album with a previous record label. We were called MR. It was mm-hmm. it was a different thing. It, that album, thank God, gave us so many alegrías. We, we so many alegrías. Mm-hmm. <laughs> English, English right there. Um, we we were able to tour Latin America with the album, and we were super happy. Pero uh, when we started writing for other artists, you know, you really have to like immerse yourself in their world and in their kind of their head um, before writing a song for Talia, for example. We listened to her music for like five hours just listening and listening how how would she word this how would she say this what would she sing what kind of melodies she you know and you kind of just like immersed in this world where you just kind of absorbing all this information and writing a song for someone else and just kind of like giving up your instinct mm-hmm. as to, I would probably say this like this and you're like yeah but she doesn't understand that word because she's not from where you're from so you gotta have to oh. you know and you kind of so it takes research it, it takes research yeah. it does take a little bit of research and it also takes sacrifice artistic sacrifice quote unquote because you as you're you're kind of like your instinct will take will take you somewhere but then you have to like think about it and be like wait you know, you're not writing this for yourself. You're writing this for someone else. So, after you do you do that for a couple months, you kind of leave with this like identity crisis kind of thing. Mm. You're like, wait, so how would I sing something? Yeah. Okay, I need to write something for myself, or else I'm gonna go crazy because I'm not really. Yes, you're you're expressing yourself, but at the same time, you're kind of limited to the way you're expressing yourself. You know, because you're writing for someone else. You you if you're feeling something that's so personal, you're like, well, yeah, I can't mention this person's name mm-hmm. or for example if I'm writing a song for Talia I can't mention gender I can't say like oh my girl or oh, something like okay. that you know uh-huh. so you're kind of like limited in some way so out of that identity crisis that you go through after head over to Hulu this March where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long catch the award winning movie Poor Things starring Emma Stone Mark Ruffalo and Willem Dafoe Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Writing songs for other people for several months, we just kind of sat down one day and I was like, I'm going to write a song that just 
not thinking about musical structure the way it needs to be or oh it needs to be this long or, I'm just mm-hmm. gonna write whatever comes to mind yeah and that's how Arte came out which was the first song we wrote for this album okay which just pretty much said I, the song talks about singing for I sing for me like mm-hmm. I don't you know what I mean that kind of stuff and and it kind of defined the musical um, essence that the songs were gonna have from now on and we just out of taking out all those filters and and whatever we found what we believe is our sound mm-hmm. you know and then uh you guys are in your early 20s i think it's safe to say and where do you guys get that inspiration um because these are deep songs that you guys I'm have written 23 very happy just just <laughs> turned 23 i'm about, I to, just be 26. I'm yeah, about really? to be 26 august 6 oh cool yeah you're That's older than me for from i think like three months <gasps> I turned 26 in November th- oh. November 21st. Oh, okay. We might actually see each other at the Grammys, and that's usually when I celebrate my birthday. Oh, me, me then. Uh, yeah, <laughs> of course, of course. We, we usually go to the Sony <laughs> after party, right, at the Grammys, and, and I consider that party my birthday party. Oh, okay. <laughs> so one one year I'm going to win so many Grammys, and I'm going to tell my record label, I'm going to be, be like, you're not going to call this the Sony after party. You're going to call this Ricky birthday. Uh, Ricky's birthday. Okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, but... um. I, now I forgot the, the oh the inspiration the so yeah. inspiration yeah I totally <laughs> blanked out now um, the inspiration I think comes from from what we live and what we want to kind of talk about and I feel like it's it has so much to do with with the fact that I I feel like everybody because it's mostly all about love really mm-hmm. um, so. We try to say things in a way that no one has ever said it because the truth is is that everybody, everything is already invented and everything is out there and people fall in love and that story hasn't been told. Mm -hmm. But um, we try to, I think it's half the fact that we want to be able to say things differently and that also inspires us to make, to want to write more songs and want to be better and everything, but also... Um, just things that happen to us in a daily, in a daily basis, you know, like with my, with my girlfriend or with whatever is going on in Ricky's life or something that might have happened in a, in a friend's life. Or do or you whatever. guys come together to write it, or are you writing and then you're like, hey, I wrote something? It depends. It depends. Yeah. Like with Boy Kekemo particularly, I started writing it in my apartment here with. Um, with John, who's a guy that um, we pretty much do everything. We so we've been working together for like two years, and and we just kind of created this songwriting team that we call Kiss the Chief, and that's what we um, use as a as a name to produce for other people mm, or whatever okay. you know. So um, we called Mao, and and that's how kind of how Wigakemo got I was started. In he was in Georgia, Georgia yeah. at the oh, time. But okay. then there's songs like Toa Para Mi, which is one of the album songs that I wrote by myself, or Arte that I wrote by myself in the studio, mm-hmm. or Jure that Mao wrote by himself in the studio. So so um, it depends, really. And and like when it comes down to it, if we have like 20 songs that we have to choose for the album, we just kind of find the ones that best represent the concept that this album kind of... For example, you know when <coughs> I was telling you about the fact that there was this one song that got left out? Mm-hmm. For that song was one that I had written and I was 100% sure that Voikegemo, even though it wasn't like my song alone that Voikegemo was the better option you know and it's mm-hmm. not it doesn't really um, 
in our in our lives and in this relationship that we have as brothers and as obviously co-workers we kind of don't have the need to be like hey no i want more songs of mine to be in the album because you know i want it to be fair no it's usually we try to find which songs like rick was saying best represent what we're trying to say with this album and in this case we felt like Voyka Kemo was more of a, more a part of this album than the other song was mm-hmm. And then uh, in this process that you're writing, what role does your dad play in it? Or does he help guide your writing or he just kind of has a say at the end? It it depends. Like, Voikagemo, to use that as an example again, I was writing the the lyrics at, like, a coffee shop by my house. And I got to a point where I was just kind of, like, stuck and done with it. And I was just like, oh. I can't think of these phrases, like a couple phrases that were left. And I picked up the phone. And I was like, Dad, all right, uh, are you free? Yeah, I'm free. All right, so this is the melody. Hear it. All right, this is the idea and concept of the song. Help me find these um, last phrases. And we did. We, we wrote it together over the phone. So kind of like music is, is a love that we all share in mm-hmm. the family. So that's what we do in our off time as well. So it's not so much like as a work ethic that like, oh, I got to show my dad before or whatever. Not at all. It's just kind of like, hey, we admire him so much lyrically and musically, you know? So it's like, hey, we're stuck. Hey, do you want to come into this song? And just kind of like, without even thinking, he's Ricardo Montanero, our father. Mm-hmm. Just kind of like another songwriter that we work with. And it's he's someone we admire and know that his lyrical taste is something that we like. So it's like, hey, you want to come in on the song? And then he comes in on the song. But at the actually, he, he heard the, the album when it was pretty much already finished yeah he wasn't kind of like in the studio there with us like hey again another take another take Mm -hmm. or whatever i think that kind of happened years before where he was just kind of molding us as people but as songwriters as well he was yeah he was helping us out and and when we would write songs when we were 12 years old he'd be like you gotta redo that chorus you gotta redo that you gotta redo this you gotta redo that and that trained us and now when we write songs he he doesn't really have that many notes Mm -hmm. you know yeah so then, uh, <clears throat> what's your favorite song, Ricky, on, on the album? Oh, it's so hard. I, I, I have phases. Like, I'll have, I'll like one for like two months and it'll be my favorite. I think the one that's constantly, because just because I feel like it's the best song I've ever written. Mm-hmm. It's called Toa Para Mi. I just feel like that song is, is such like a big expression of love and to someone. and And we enjoy singing it a lot. And... It's usually a song that gets kind of like a little bit of a reaction in people just because of the way, I don't know, it's super honest. I didn't write it thinking about an album at all. I wrote it to dedicate it to my girlfriend, Mm -hmm. and I just wanted to write, my girlfriend writes songs as well, so it it was, my mission was writing a song that was so good (laughs) that she would really, really like it, you know, because when you're a songwriter and someone sings you a song that they wrote, you're automatically thinking I would have done that this way or uh-huh. I you know done yeah. this or or you're like yeah I like that or I don't really love it or mm-hmm. you know so I know that as a songwriter and it happens like when I show a song to Mao when he shows a song to me that you're constantly yeah enjoying it but also critiquing your head and ready to tell him your notes at by the end of it so I wanted to really sit down and write a song that lyrically and musically was like 
uh, okay, I have no notes or nothing mm-hmm. to say. So it took me a was while. Was that the case? <coughs> it was, yeah. She okay. didn't say anything. <laughs> but my, my dad didn't say anything. Mao didn't say anything. I, I Actually, wrote this song. I think when I heard that song, it, it made me tear up. And, it, and it's, it's kind of... I wrote it in an airport and on a flight to Nicaragua, literally. Oh, and my then God. on the hotel in Nicaragua, we were doing a, a show there. And I kept showing them little parts that I was writing because I wrote it little by little. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, so I just wrote this verse. What do you think? Uh, oh, I love it. All right, cool. Um, <laughs> you know, and I wrote uh-huh. it. It took me like four days. And, and I'm not, that's why it's, I, I'm not one that, that does well in like writing camps mm. and stuff. Now that you're I, I can't, that, I, I don't can't. Think I am. I d- I'm not good at that because I take really long with lyrics. Okay. okay. I'm not one that can be like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's good enough. All right, yeah, okay. It Cause, takes cause, time. You know, I feel, I feel like also it happens often that songwriters kind of just, okay, I need, a, I need to land this, I need to land this, I need to land this, I need to find a pitch, I need to have a, you know, so they're just kind of like printing out um, mm-hmm. songs. songs as if it were like, yeah, you know, paper, you know, and uh-huh. just printing out and printing out and printing out. Just for I the mean, heck of it. Exactly. Yeah. Just, just because to see I which to, which, yeah. one, Let's see which one's going to stick. It's one of not these like is I want to have one really amazing song that I took my time on. It's like I think the mindset is more of a. I want to have twenty uh, songs, so they have of, twenty songs. Out of twenty, options. one has to be good enough to be landed. You know, mm, okay. And, and our I, mentality, I'd rather have. So we we think about re- like having one really quality good placement over quantity, yeah. Than having t- ten ickies placements. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I said ickies. <laughs> I love that word. <laughs> I always say it. Yeah. But but I. In the case, you know, actually, now that you were talking about Doa Para Mi, um, it, Rick wrote it in a moment in our lives where we were kind of, m- not musically, but frustrated with with our career, frustrated with kind of with how things were happening. Mm-hmm. Identity we, crisis moment. Yeah, we, we, were, were... We, were, we were promoting a cover. You know, we, we, we were promoting a song that wasn't written by us in that moment. And Thalia at that moment was number one with a song we had written. Okay. So it was we felt really hype, like hypocritical, like promoting a, a cover, two songwriters promoting a cover, and their actual song they wrote was number one on radio, mm-hmm. and we were fighting for this one to chart at all, and it was a cover, and we were like, we weren't really happy at that moment. Okay, yeah. So the song came out in a moment where we were really... Not reconsidering our career I, I'd paths, say but the whole album kind of came from from that, that place. Yeah, where, where we were finding each other musically and and you know personally mm-hmm. and that, and thankfully everything kind of lined up and the and we uh, we went through a process where we changed record labels and mm-hmm. and whatever and, and now we found we find ourselves in a place where even if a chart uh, if a song doesn't chart we're still so happy with it, you know, because it's... so. And thankfully, we, we, we just, we're pretty much, we've been promoting it in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we've been concentrating a lot there, and the song was um, top 10 for like six weeks or something yeah. like that. And we're super thankful, but even if it wouldn't have done that, mm-hmm. we're still super... It, it identifies us, and it, and it's, it defines us so well. That it's kind of just like, oh, that's me. If it doesn't, if it's not charting, mm-hmm. look cool. So it, it will hit someone's heart. Yeah. Or it'll hit, you know, when you ha- when you're promoting a cover, and then it's all just about where it's in the charts, mm-hmm. or else it's 
doesn't matter. Yeah. You know? Okay. And that's kind of where we were when, when that song came out. And I can sing you a little bit of it yes, if you want. Yes, please. It's, it's my favorite song in the album to sing. Let's see. I'm going to take out my ring because it's impossible to play it with it. All right. Corazoncito mío Y me está pidiendo una aspirina Que le está doliendo la cabeza Por andar pensando todo el tiempo en ti Me vio bailando un tango con tu boca Me vio suspirarte el alma También vio menguarle la vergüenza A la luna aquí desnuda con el sol Yo tocándole la puerta a que la te hay en tu pecho y yo confesarle por chimoso todos sus secretos. Toda para mí, con tu prisa y tu cautela, con tus ganas de reír. Con tu lado de mi camino estas noches sin dormir No te vi venir Loco por amor Por morderte la mirada y asomarme a tu balcón Ahora el mar tiene pestañas porque así lo quiso Dios No te quiero compartir Tú eres toda para mí Yeah So um, there's no set date yet on when Arte will, will be, be released. released. No, there, there was. There was one. There was. It was going to be in November. Mm-hmm. Or December, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we had. We, we were already planning the launch party and everything. It was going to be the first of December during Art Basel in Miami. And it was like okay. going to be this thing. But we chose to release more music before the album came out. We just kind of want to define have people already knowing what's kind of coming mm-hmm. instead of just hey here's two singles like the typical you know two singles and the, and album, then the album comes album. out okay we just kind of want to have we what we promote is music over anything else mm-hmm. like we don't care about um most of what comes with being in this industry yeah. you know there, there's a lot of superficial stuff that, oh yeah so all we want to promote is music so if that's what we want then we need to have a lot of music out there we can't just be living on one song for three months of four course. months and then another song for four yeah. months and then an album and then you're promoting another single from that album and then the other songs don't really see the light of day unless you buy the album mm-hmm. you know so we decided to just release a bunch of music and a bunch of um ex- expressive content that's yeah. visual or whatever and then release an album say february mm-hmm. march yeah. you know that's without without a rush because the only thing that we were felt rushed to release an album before was because we just kind of wanted more songs to be out mm-hmm. there and tell people like, yeah, Boy Kekem was a part of the album, but it's not everything. Mm-hmm. You have songs like Toa Para Mi and songs like other songs that are a different kind of yeah. world from that as well. And you have other songs that are like, like Boy Kekemo, you know, and just kind of, I don't know releasing more music which is what we what we're here to and I think do. I think uh, we've seen 
just how Frank Ocean did it. This general, yeah. don't rush it. Just take your time and just look at what he, he put really out there. Did, yeah, oh my style, god, yeah, he really <laughs> yes, did. he did. But, but at the same time, if you if you've been following our music from the beginning, like we'll have fans that have been following us since 2008. Uh huh. And we released our first album. We had been just they knew us from. Like when we used to play with our dad, and mm-hmm. he let us like open, so we'd sing the songs that we had written. So all they had was like YouTube videos of us singing those songs, and then the album came out in 2011, and and 2012 in Mexico, and we haven't released an album since. Yeah. So it's been four years. So technically, it's time. You know what I mean? Like it's been forever, but yeah. it took that long for us to really f- find something where we're gonna be like, you know what? I could be 75 years old and singing the song. Yeah. You know? It'll be worth the wait. Oh yeah, hopefully, yeah, for sure. and and I want and I want to show you more more songs eventually as well for you to hear it before the album comes out so you can tell me what you think. Perfect, perfect. Yes. I'm excited. So be on the lookout for more singles. Yes, yes. Emma Ricky, and then their album Arte. Yeah, so we're very excited. Very Thank you guys so much for yeah, for Thank coming. You. You're so you guys cool. I swear, I enjoyed this interview so much. <laughs> you don't me even too. know. It was so fun. It was so much it was fun. So fun. <laughs> Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.